0: Welcome. I'm Linda McHenry, host of Taking the Mystery Out of Insurance. Thanks for joining us. Today is Tuesday, May 19th, 2020, and this is episode number five, Business Interruption Insurance in a Pandemic. If you'd like more information about this subject when the podcast is over, visit my website at lindamckenry.com and reach out to me through the comment submission form. My website also shares more details about who I am, what I do, my books, YouTube channels, and podcasts. It also offers you the opportunity to submit questions for each week's Q&A section of the podcast. Today, I'm going to share some information about business interruption insurance. That's all everyone in the insurance industry is talking about these days because so many businesses were forced to shut down due to the coronavirus quarantine orders. In a number of states, legislation has been proposed to compel insurance companies to pay business interruption losses. Talk at the federal level has been going on as well. Here's a summary of two of the major conversations. Number one, the purpose of compelling insurers to pay business interruption losses is to keep the businesses up and running. I get that. But if every insurer has to pay every business that was shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic, payment of those losses will bankrupt the insurance companies and maybe the insurance industry. When insurers file their rates with the state as they're required to do by law, The insurers never anticipated having to pay a business interruption loss for every single business policyholder this policy year. And the second conversation has to do with the insurance policy, which is a legal contract. Both parties, the insurer and the policyholder to that contract, are bound by it. The state and federal governments are not parties to the contract and under federal law do not have the legal right to force either party to amend the terms of the contract. In addition, federal law exists to regulate how contracts work in the US and how to enforce them. Many believe it's highly unlikely any state government will prevail in court if it attempts to constrain insurers to pay all business interruption claims that are submitted. For those of you who aren't familiar with how business interruption coverage works, here's a quick recap before I discuss the issues that have everyone so concerned. Business interruption coverage was designed to provide insurance for the loss of income and extra expenses incurred by a business when its operations are forced to shut down due to a covered loss. Business interruption coverage is a form of indirect property insurance. This means a covered property peril must cause a loss and that insured loss is what triggers the business interruption coverage. So for example, if a business's building burst into flames and due to a fire had to shut down, that would trigger a BI loss. Same thing with explosion and wind, unless of course the business is along the coast and the property policy had a wind exclusion. A flood loss wouldn't trigger a covered loss because there's a, f- a water exclusion in property policies. An earthquake loss would also be excluded unless, of course, the insured business had purchased an earthquake endorsement. Well, like flood, an earthquake, COVID-19 is not a peril or a cause of loss covered by any property policy that provides name perils coverage. In fact, it's excluded in virtually all property policies as either a form of a virus or a pollutant, same way mold is. Businesses shut down because the government made them do so in this pandemic. And yes, sometimes business interruption coverage is triggered when governments issue orders. Business interruption policies contain a civil authority provision. This provision provides coverage for two or three weeks if a local, state, or federal governmental agency issues an order to either evacuate or prohibit access to an area After an event takes place. But business interruption coverage only provides insurance when the civil authority orders the evacuation or prevents access after a covered peril in the insurance policy causes a property loss somewhere else. So, for example, let's say your client is a business in an industrial park and a nearby manufacturing plant exploded and the town. Prevents access to the industrial park for a week while everything's cleaned up. That would be a covered business interruption loss because explosion is a covered peril in your client's policy, and that's what caused the loss. Same thing with a hurricane, again, unless wind is an excluded peril. Flood wouldn't be covered, all right, and neither is the pandemic. The government didn't shut down. manufacturing plant in this case, but it did shut down all the businesses in in the country or in a state, but not due to a covered peril. All right. So when the government shut businesses down due to the COVID-19 pandemic, that isn't a covered peril. And the government also didn't prevent access. So the basic coverage and the coverage under civil authority provision don't apply. And that's something that I've seen and I've attended uh, numerous webinars. In fact, Christopher Boggs just presented one last week in conjunction with AD Banker. And, and, And that's his opinion. And it's the opinion of a lot of people in the insurance industry as well. So what does the future hold? Probably a bunch of lawsuits, one of which might involve you if you get in the middle of the problem. So here's some advice. Do explain how business interruption coverage works when your clients ask, but don't tell them their losses are not covered. Coverage decisions are made by insurance companies, not agents. Your agent company contract includes a provision that addresses this matter and prohibits you from acting in a capacity other than as agent. State insurance code usually also prevents producers from acting as adjusters. If you're giving a coverage decision, you're acting as either an adjuster or an employee of the claims department, which you're not. If a client files a lawsuit, you don't want to be stuck in the middle either. Okay, not between the client and the insurer. And you don't want to be accused of breaching your contract with your insurance company. It's also interesting to note that some businesses have actually filed lawsuits against their insurers for not paying business interruption claims, despite the fact they never even submitted a loss report and never received a claim denial letter. Those lawsuits will probably wind up being dismissed. I can't stress how important it is for you to avoid advising a client or anyone to not report a loss. There's a good chance that's going to come back and bite you if you do it. Not only because you're not permitted to make coverage determinations, as I just mentioned, only insurer can do that, but also because the insured is required by the policy contract to report all losses. And you're required by your contract to report all losses you know about to the insurer. That's all I have for you today about business interruption coverage. Check out my blog for future updates as pending legislation grinds through its process. Now, let's do our weekly Q&A. In each episode, I answer questions submitted by listeners. The first question I'm sharing this week was submitted by Lila S., and I chose it because it aligns with today's topic of business interruption. Lila asks, what do we tell our clients about how their homeowner policies will respond if they're sued because someone in their family gave COVID to someone else? First, communicable diseases are excluded and they're all homeowner policies I've ever read. And second, it's very tough to prove that a single person actually infected another individual and is legally responsible for doing so. The second question was submitted by Henry who lives in Florida. Henry's question has nothing to do with the pandemic or losses. He's new to the insurance business, and sales in particular, and asked, how do I get a client to listen to me explain all his coverage options? I'm finding that people expect me to just know what they want. Well, Henry, I found two ways to do this when I was a producer. Either prepare a quote with all coverages at the highest limits, or tell a story. If you do a quote, regardless of the type of insurance, just quote all the coverages at all the available limits, with all the available options and endorsements. Yeah, the client's going to gag when they see the high price. But tell him you don't know him, his needs, his financial situation, and you're offering your best policy. If your client doesn't think he needs the best policy or the most coverage, let him tell you what he doesn't need or doesn't want. Whittle the quote and the price down to a place where the client's comfortable. Now, if you tell a story, you basically say to your client, tell me what you want your policy to do. What claims do you want to play? And then you give them a scenario that involves a bunch of loss scenarios. For example, let's talk about a car accident. Tell your client, okay, imagine this was you. You're driving down the street and your brakes don't work. To avoid rear-ending the car ahead, you swerve onto someone's front lawn. But not before you clip a parked car. And then you crash through a six foot stockade fence surrounding someone's backyard and you wind up in the homeowner's in-ground pool where half a dozen second graders are celebrating the first day of summer vacation. Ask your client how he wants the auto policy to respond. What claims does he want the policy to pay for? Damage to the parked car, the fence, the pool? How about the injuries to the kids in the pool? And oh yeah, his own car, which he drowned. That's how you get your client to tell you what claims he wants paid. And then you ask him how much Does he want the insurance company to pay for it? Does he want the company to pay for all of it? Or is he willing to assume some of the payments himself? So again, Henry, those are my two answers or suggestions to help you out. That's it for the Q&A section of today's podcast. I'm happy to announce that my book, Taking the Mystery Out of Business, is now available for purchase on Amazon in paperback and as an ebook. It'll be available on Smashwords and in bookstores very soon. If you'd like more information about me, what I do, my podcasts, YouTube channels, or my book, visit my website at lindamchenry.com. Remember, clueless is a dangerous place to be. Tune in next time as we investigate some more insurance mysteries together.